Hey there, and welcome to the Build Your Good Life Show. My name is Pablo Willis. This show is all about how to build yourself a life of happiness, a life of value, and a life of impact. I'm here with my co-host and compadre, Maddie May, and we both run real businesses and real teams, and because of the money and time that those create, you will never hear ads on this show. But that doesn't mean the podcast is free. Our simple price is this. If you feel like you got some value from listening to one of our episodes, please recommend it to a friend so they can start the journey towards living their good life. And together, we can all become unstoppable. Maddie, we got some confessions to make this week, don't we, bud? Yes, we absolutely do. Uh, not can't say I'm happy about that. I think we failed you guys. A hundred percent, man. We've been gone for a couple weeks, and uh, and uh, so uh, some apologies from from Maddie and I here on that side of things, eh, bud? Totally. I think Let it flip. We flip from uh, the structure and routine, which is kind of what today's uh, podcast is about in a roundabout way. For sure, man. I mean, I think we've been gone for over two months and uh, we've been building systems and reacting to this new COVID world. But uh, at the end of the day, I think we've uh, kind of let you guys as our listeners down. And, and for that, um, there's no excuses and something, you know, we definitely owe an apology for. But you heard it here first. We will be back to doing our podcast weekly for y'all. So welcome to season two of the Build Your Good Life show. Um, boom. 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 <laughs> <laughs> now, um, our delay, get back to the podcast story, is a great intro into today's subject, which is breaking out of your doom loop. Um, and what's a doom loop? Well, you know, we've all been stuck in some section of our lives before where it feels kind of like hopeless. It feels like we're going nowhere. And, um, and that, that's what a doom loop is when you get kind of stuck in that, in that phase. And, um, Matt, I think you got a great story of your old framing company and kind of how, how that felt, but why don't you jump in there a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. That, that was a hundred percent a doom loop. So <laughs> I, I used to run a framing business. It's a very tough business. I'm sure as you guys know, um, a lot of manual hard labor there, but, uh, I was actually working my ass off, you know, trading, trading my time for money with like, you know, no end goal in mind, just going from house to house. Um, you know, there was some monetary, you know, benefits there, but I was definitely, uh, trading my health for that. Um, but yeah, there was no clear way to, um, you know, to get ahead there with no vision. I was basically just living to work and, and dealing with a bunch of stress as well. Um, you know, basically zero systems, trying to manage multiple crews. And uh, yeah, like I said, my body's taking a huge beating because of that. Um, and, and I mean, after a while, you just, there comes a point, you know, day-to-day grind and just, you know, like I said, going from house to house, it just kind of feels like, you just get sick of it and it's like enough is enough. Like I, I just need to move on to something else. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that was my doom loop right there. <laughs> yeah. Not, not a fun way to live your life. And it just feels kind of like a grind, just endless house after house, problem after problem. Hey, eh, but I mean, it's a, it's a tough, tough, uh, tough, tough go. The main, the main thing to, you know, about that whole story, like zero system, like that was not, that was not the way that I thought the way that I think now, 
you know, is, is much different. It's all about the systems. And, and when you leverage systems, you, you're able to do much more than you, than you, you ever could without, obviously. So for sure. And, and, and let's be honest, I think, I think, uh, I think everybody that's listening and, you know, myself and everybody, we've all been stuck before. And, and I find it really comes down to a couple of things. I mean, when you're operating with your life with no team, no skills and no system, um, it just forces you to be completely reactive as opposed to proactive. And that, that reactive life when you're just dealing with shit as it comes your way is a fucking nightmare, man. It's so true. Um, and, and I find that like, you know, that, that reaction just makes it so whatever problem is directly in front of you is always the one you're solving. And let's, let's be honest. If you, if you're, if you're solving reactive problems, you're always going to be the slave to some other person's idea. And you're not really going to be concentrating on the root problems that are going to help you accomplish what well, you want to accomplish. You know what I mean? But also the, the thing is like, you're not in control of your life either at that point. You're just reacting to whatever was thrown at you. And it kind of seems like it's, you're out of control or you can be right. hundred percent. You're out of control. I mean, it's like being a fucking tumbleweed, man. You're flying through the fucking <laughs> desert. Wind blows from the West. You go East. Wind comes from the East. You go West. I mean, that's just what fucking happens. And it's crazy yeah. how many businesses and lives are like this, where it's just, you're just a tumbleweed getting blown the fuck everybody or whatever problem is showing up. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, you, you're, when you're dealing with non-fundamental problems, you really start to live a life that is just shifting towards solving the most recent problem in your life. And, and wherever that most recent problem is going to take you is where you end up. And, and I find when, you know, when you get your problems pushing you in all sorts of different directions, you never get any momentum solving what you want to solve. Um, and as you're shifting, you're, you're, you're always going to that newest problem. You, you lock yourself into kind of like a restart mode. So it's like, oh, this guy has this problem. So now I got to restart everything I do and solve that guy's problem. Then restart everything I do and solve this guy's problem. Restart everything I do and start that guy's problem. And it just, it, it feels it like a piece becomes, of shit. Yeah, it quickly becomes exhausting as well. And that's where, you know, decision fatigue can come bite you. hundred <laughs> percent. And let's be honest too. When you're doing that, you're not solving any of those fucking problems well. I mean, you're getting disappointing no. results. And, and when you're getting disappointing results, then, you know, you're just average and, and that leads you into that big thing of, of living an average life because, you know, you're bringing average value to the table all the time because you, you don't have your shit sorted out. And I think, I think to be honest, that, that might be my biggest fear is just being fucking average. Like nothing fucking scares me more than just being average. Uh, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think I might rather be fucking broken poor than average. You know what I mean? At least I tried something hard and if it fucked up, like, at least I'm just not an average fucking just getting by kind of guy, dude. I don't know. That scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I think we're both alike that way. Yeah. For sure. Fuck, yeah. fuck being average, man. And, and, and you know, those doom loops are, are scary and, and they can they can really keep you stuck for long amounts of time as well. But uh but, you know, and, and look, everyone knows what we're talking about from that perspective. And, and great, like, great guys, you know what doom loops are. You know, it's, it's great. I think the real trick is, is how do we get out of those? And I think most people do not like the answer to how to break doom loops. It's probably why they stay in their doom loops. But um, I think, you know, to break a doom loop and really set a fire to your life and to where you want to go, it, it takes 
three things. And, you know, number one is becoming a disciplined person. Number two is becoming a disciplined thinker. And number three, and maybe the hardest, is becoming a disciplined action taker. And those three things will change your life. And, and we can chat a little bit later about how it's kind of changed ours. But let's break them down piece by piece, Maddie. Um, and maybe maybe start with, you know, becoming a disciplined person. Um, and I think the big thing for us here was always, you know, when you become a disciplined person, it was the structure that we had to put in our lives and the accountability that we put in our lives that really changed um, how disciplined we were as people, eh, Matt? 100%. And it, it starts with you. you got to be accountable um, to yourself. Um, like, that's where it all starts. That's the first step. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is the you know, the crawling step here. And, and, and it's tough. you got to find a structure that really works. And, and yeah. you know, I, I really advise people to go look at really successful people and, and don't look at what they have in their fancy cars and all the stuff they're doing. Go, go look at the structure by which they live their life by. And you can learn some very, very interesting things there. And, and what you're going to learn about like the, you know, the level five people, the level five leaders is, as these people have a lot of structure and, and they do things a little bit differently. They, you know, they act selflessly all the time. They're looking out for the greater good, often not themselves. And I find they're often solving problems that can lift other people around them to success. So they know their team needs something. They're providing that structure every single week and that lifts their team to success, which lifts, lifts them to success. Um, you know, the other thing too is, man, I haven't met a successful person who isn't always relentlessly building systems, eh, Maddie? I mean, it's just a fundamental. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and with, with that kind of relentless building systems, um, you know, when you're a disciplined person, I think it starts to be fun and... It's interesting that, you know, a lot of successful people often love what they do and and they remain driven. You know, they, they want to keep working. They're not trying to get to 40 and just retire and get the fuck out of whatever they're doing. You know, these guys are yeah. driven people that want to do it because they're just disciplined people. They're disciplined in what they're doing and trying to trying to execute. And I think that's I think that's super, super important. And yeah, I, I also think this is like an iterative process where you know you can easily slip out of uh, a disciplined structure and being a disciplined person you know like from a week-to-week basis right i think everybody goes through that it's about you know picking yourself out of that and then uh you know getting back on the horse so to speak and you know getting back to to your you know uh disciplined structure the following week because sometimes it's easy to like when you're not disciplined and you're not, you know, accountable to yourself and you're, you're missing, you know, the structure in your life. I, I don't know about you, but for me personally, it feels like I'm starting to lose control and I'm, I'm getting the tendency to be, you know, more reactive, right? Is what we just talked about. Yeah, um, it's, it's really interesting, Maddie, because, you know, once you have a big structure, when you're out of that structure, I start to feel weird. Like I actually feel more out of control and weird. I'm, I'm more unhappy. And, and let's, let's be honest, like, you know, 
I enjoy a structured life now a lot. And honestly, getting back to the podcast today, I mean, we were chatting about it before we started this. It just feels fucking good, dude. It feels good to get back knowing that that's a structure. It's a part of our structure to share what we learn with others. And it feels good to be back, dude. Like, I'm I'm happy to be back doing this. Man, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right there with you, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So... So yeah, this is, you know, this is step number one, becoming that disciplined person and building a structure into your life. And um, the, the next the next piece is becoming a disciplined thinker. You know, it's becoming that, that chess grandmaster. And, and I think this one is, you know, we talk about excuses a lot and becoming a disciplined thinker, I think is all about um, not standing up for excuses. Um, you know, something that really changed us, Maddie, I would say, is when we started evaluating the truth, the brutal facts. How much money's in your bank account? How much fucking free time do you have? How much, you know, what kind of person are you actually? What are, you know, how good are you at this actually? Like, look at the fucking numbers. And, you know, when you start evaluating the brutal facts about who you are, where you are, and where you want to go, um, it can be a real... Experience. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, it's it's humbling. It also, it also is a bit freeing, I would say. And, um, yeah. it also can light a fire under your ass. Cause you're, you're like, man, if you're competitive, you're like, man, I got places to go. Let's fucking go. You know, I can't stay here. I can't accept this anymore. Um, and, and once Absolutely. you, and once you've done that, I think like I, I found that you start to, hate or maybe I just hate I hated kind of being average and staying where it was and then I just like it meant okay if I'm not going to be here I have to think differently and I need to understand where I want to go and it also meant that I couldn't let other people distract me with bullshit and I find I find in life it's so easy for other people to take over your plans with those non-fundamental you know problems and I think you know, dealing with that reactive stuff. If if you're just spending your time thinking about how to deal with the reactive stuff, stuff as opposed to being a disciplined thinker that knows where they want to go, knows what they want in life, knows what they're trying to achieve, and then always coming back to that, always coming back to spending time on where you want to go, not what other people are fucking trying to throw throw in your way and the monkey wrenches that are showing up for all of us. I yeah, like yeah. I think I think it also comes down to um, you know small person problem versus big person problem as well. Like you know, are you going to let the smaller problems stretch you out and and you know affect you, or are you going to you know worry about the the bigger problems and and the you know what you should be doing with your with your time and your life, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a great story about uh, Richard Branson. You know, it's it's uh, it talks about you know, being scared of, of lawsuits and, and look at Richard Branson and the guy, you know, people look at him and like, Oh, this guy has an Island and, you know, he's just, he's always kite surfing around and doing nothing. But you know, the guy's an amazingly disciplined thinker. And I recently found out that like Richard Branson is named in personally named in usually over 150 lawsuits at any one time. And Imagine being a disciplined enough thinker to know that you didn't have to, 
you weren't distracted by people hitting you with frivolous bullshit all the time. You kept thinking about where you're going to go, where your companies are going to go, what what the next big thing you're doing. You're not concentrated on the bullshit. And the guy's exactly. a billionaire because he's a disciplined thinker. Do you know what I mean, Maddie? He can think his way through this and not be distracted by the bullshit people are throwing in front of him. You know what I mean? hundred percent. I think that's critical. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and uh, you know, good to great is that, that great concept, the, the hedgehog concept. And I think for all you guys listening, I think this is a great way to start thinking about, about your life. Um, and, the, and the base of, of the hedgehog concept is simple. It's three different intersecting circles and each circle represents one part of your life. And with disciplined thinking, what you're trying to do is evaluate those three circles and constantly thinking of a way to join them. And the first thing, circle is is a circle in which you want to think about what you love to do um and i mean let me tell you like you know I, i'm in partners with you know with matt and I, I know matt well and and it's like loving this guy loves real estate you know what i mean matt i mean that's the shit that you love buddy. yeah i was just gonna say like you know it's easy to say this but it's something else to like it's sometimes it's a difficult process to figure out like what exactly you'll have to do. Maybe, maybe you do know that, but I know for me, like this actually came about over the last, I would say a year or two, to be honest. Like I truly felt like real estate is what I love to do. That's, that's my bread and butter. If I did that every day for the rest of my life, I would be extremely happy. That's for sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man. And, and that's awesome. I think, honestly, it's a gift to find that. And I think it takes disciplined thinking to, you know, continue to, you know, when you're doing all these different things, you know, starting on that path from framing all the way to, you know, now, now you're doing deal developments, um, you know, all over the place, Maddie. It's like that, that disciplined thinking to get you to that point of finding what you love to do and is awesome, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you got to experience some things. Well, obviously you, uh, you know, you, you try different things, you know, it works out, it doesn't work out, but it, you know, that process is just getting you close to that, to, uh, knowing what you love to do. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, if you don't know, it's going to take discipline thinking, you're going to have to go do something about it and figure something out. That's, right. So, that's it. um, and the second circle he talks about the hedgehog concept is what could you be the best at? And, this is a this is a tough one, man, because it's like thinking about your life and saying, you know, being the best is really hard. So, what what do I think I could be the absolute best in the world at? And thinking about a plan um, of how to become the best in the world. And the last circle is all about how could I take what I love to do and what I'm the best at and make it f- earn money make it uh, an economic driver. And when you start thinking about your life in those three ways, there's this amazing success that happens in the small intersection of those three circles. You know, the, the place where what you love to do, what you're best at, and what makes you money all join up. And in that little intersection is truly where great people and great companies live. And Extremely powerful, yeah. Yeah, and I would say it's a journey to get there. And it's something it's something where you have to concentrate and constantly re- reevaluate and constantly push towards. It's not something where you start there. You know what I mean, Maddie? I mean, at least at least not, not for us. That's for fucking sure. Um, definitely definitely not. <laughs> when you find that that place, I think that's 
that's when you really truly start to en- enjoy your life and what you're doing. Uh, for me personally, anyways. Um, and and I think really, you know, these three circles are are at a granular level about taking stock, uh, you know, of, of your life and uh, who you are and and knowledge of self as well, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true, man. Um, and I mean, this is really, this really works. And I mean, um, you know, Matt and I probably chat, chat more than we, we should, but we're constantly looking at this stuff. What do we love to do, man? You know, how do we become the best at this? You know, how, how, do, how does this make, how does it have financial viability? And that takes time. It just takes a lot of time, but I got to say it, it's consistently year over year putting us in better and better positions, eh, bud? Totally. Totally. Yeah, man. And, and that, and that journey of thinking through that leads us to the, really the last one of this, which is a fucking can be a grind. And that's, and that's becoming, <laughs> <laughs> that's becoming a disciplined action taker, somebody who really, truly gets things done. And I think, I think discipline action comes down to two things. It's obviously, you know, a, a, a culture of discipline where, you know, you hold each other accountable and, you know, you show up and get things done consistently and when you team that up with with um, technology accelerators, so you know systems and technologies around that, it can really rocket ship you. And and I think probably a great story about this is is kind of the story behind our financial evaluation systems. And <laughs> and it, it's kind of funny. I mean, Maddie, let's be honest. You know, I know my first company. You know, tracking fucking invoices barely got done. I mean, we had pretty weak financial oh. systems, and I, I bet I mean, your, you know, your framing company was pretty much the same way, eh? Oh my god, I did all my own HST re- reporting, <laughs> the fucking paper receipts on my office space. <laughs> like my my vet, my work van was just covered in fucking receipts, and then like once a month, I had to go and like scrounge them all up. <laughs> it's just a total fucking disaster. Yeah, I mean, we both we both chatted about having to pay those big HST bills because we were too disorganized to understand them in our old companies. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, that was yeah. terrible. And uh, yeah, yeah. And honestly, it made it so like in those old businesses, we couldn't really make business decisions. You know what I mean? I mean, I remember spending, you know, I'm sure you were just mentioning spending hours, but I was just hours doing, you know, filling receipts, but it was like hours and hours. If you're trying to, you know, make a financial decision about your business, you you just couldn't do it. So most of the time I just made emotional decisions about my business, which (laughs) is a fucking disaster. Do you know what I mean, Maddie? And and, uh, 100%. It's hard to... uh to make decisions about the future when you're living like, you know, maybe two to four weeks ahead of where you're at right now, right? <laughs> it's true, man. It's you. And, and I think, I think what really changes when, you know, when we started, we started to build structure for our lives, became disciplined people and then started really, you know, getting into disciplined um, thinking we noticed and we noticed we couldn't make good decisions and we, we noticed the amount of hours we were spending being ineffective and, and that wasn't a fast process either. Like we definitely spent hours being ineffective before we made this decision. Um, and until it hurt us cause we're slow learners. But, um, <laughs> I think, I think when we really applied this concept, I mean, you know, we really stopped and said, okay, you know, never want to go through this ever again. Yeah, we are done with this. It doesn't fit into our our um, our framework. And then it took 
you know, it took being disciplined and having that framework. And then it took disciplined thinking to think through every possible financial scenario that we would need to evaluate and understand um, so that we could build in the kind of level of detail that we needed. And that that was a lot for a couple of guys that aren't accountants. Um, but we were able to do that. It took discipline thinking to get there. And then I think that's where the disciplined action really started taking over because that's when we had to really start physically building the systems um and you know we i think we we tried to get out of it at first a matt with a software purchase um that we thought would solve our problems which fucking definitely didn't and then the old quick fix the old quick fix (laughs) yeah that never fucking works does it yeah if you i mean to all our listeners if you find some quick fixes let's let us know because it never worked for us but um you know then it it took going out and finding the right technology, which we were able to find. We use a we use a technology called Smart Sheets. And then from there it it was really exhausting. We had to build financial systems, but then let me tell you, it's always easier to say, oh, I'll just let the accountants do that every month or let, you know, let the employees do that every month. And when you're running into roadblocks, it seems never ending. And we just had to sit there and be you know, take disciplined action to say, no, everything needs to be automated at a high level of detail. And that, I, I wouldn't say it was a fun process, eh, Matt? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> countless hours spent uh, trying to sort that out. <laughs> yeah, count, yeah, countless hours. And, and But the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when we had, you know, disciplined culture, you know, the right technology with us, disciplined thinking, and and um, we're disciplined people ourselves, the financial system that came out of it, man, accelerates our time, automation, decision-making. It allows us the detail to see whatever we want. And it's funny because we, we tend to actually have have to, uh, you know, explain to our accountants everything that's in there so and they can get whatever numbers they want. I mean, everything is there. And I... I can't tell you how much that's changed things around here. And all that hours is like, thank God we did that because we just never have to work on that again. And it frees us up to concentrate on where we want to go. That's, that's it, bud. And, uh, exactly. We're able to leverage that system and, and, uh, work on other areas of our, our businesses. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's just one example of a, of a doom loop that, you know, we've broken and it, it takes serious effort to break a doom loop, but, uh, you know, it, it really works. Um, so, so guys, I'm, you know, to everybody listening here, you know, if you're feeling stuck, we really highly recommend this structure of becoming a disciplined person, then becoming a disciplined thinker, and then taking serious disciplined action, which you leverage with technology. And really, it, it will shoot you towards your dreams. And if you want to read um, about this, there's a, a book about this called Good to Great by Jim Collins. And he really backs up this concept with interesting stories and research. And it, it's an absolutely awesome, awesome read. And just before we go, guys, I, I always, you know, want to mention this and, and remember our price. And if you found some value in today's show, please recommend it to a friend. And remember, please remember, your habits are either holding you back or pushing you towards your wildest dreams.
It's your choice. Now go out there and keep building your good life.